0: Welcome back to the Monica Matthews show. Happy Friday to my fellow Orthodox Christians around the world. Christ has officially risen for us this Sunday. (laughs) Thank God, Christ rose. No matter what we put on our harmark calendars to commemorate his uh, rising, but as a as a straight up Jesus girl, I do still celebrate my culture of being a Greek. And also uh, being raised Orthodox Christian, uh, so uh, Christos Nesti is almost here. Uh, for those of you who have seen my big fat Greek wedding, you know what I'm talking about, which is uh, you know what was it cheese toes and and Christy Nesti. I don't know. Uh, hilarious movie and very true to form. So happy Friday, y'all! We made it. We made it through another week. Of hell in America. I mean, I don't know how else to say that. I really don't. I there's so much to keep up with. I've tried to keep this like my holy week, (laughs) and it has been a real challenge because I'm not feeling really holy right now. I got to tell you, especially whenever it comes to our military, our manufacturers, who I'm kind of I threw a little bone out there for you guys this morning on Twitter. Is someone encouraging food manufacturing plants to just all of a sudden go up and smoke? I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just asking a question. So our military's gone completely woke. Our children are being molested at every turn. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who happens to be in my state of Georgia, is now being challenged for her seat by the judiciary, heralded by a group of rabid Democrats. That is not America. That is not American. That is not due process. That is not a number of things. And so the conversation today, I've brought someone I have become extremely fond of back to my show And, uh, and this time we're not going to have technical difficulties, but if we do, we're going to roll with them like we always do, because that's what we do on my show. We're not pretentious here. We are running Twitter spaces right now, and I love hearing from you all. My show is your voice. I want to hear your voice. I love expressing your voice, but today on spaces, I get to hear your voices. If you have comments, questions, or concerns, I want to hear from you in my Twitter space. So head over to Twitter if you're watching this in live feed uh, for live stream. Love to hear your voice on this. Also, if you're following me on YouTube, I get to see your uh, comments in the chat. Happy to chat with you there as well. So please subscribe to my channels at YouTube, Rumble, all over the place, and uh, you know we can always stay in touch. But uh, for those of you who are familiar with Twitter spaces, you know the deal, and I will bring you guys up uh, accordingly. But without further ado... I want, to, I want to bring someone, like I said, <laughs> who you are all very familiar with, who I think it was nine o'clock out there, but it's five o'clock somewhere. So whenever whenever buzz came on to the stream initially, I heard like this pop of a cannon. and I was like, well, wait a minute, what's going on? How are you going to drink and not offer me something? And he's like, <laughs> Monica, it's nine o'clock on the West Coast. I'm like, I know, but it's five o'clock somewhere. Welcome back, sir. How are you?
1: Doing fantastic, Monica. Thanks for having me. And happy Friday. Happy Orthodox Easter. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. I wanted to let's dive right in. I uh you have been tweeting things about stars.us. Uh I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the wokeness of of this current uh regime, uh the morale of people who are entering into the military. Uh people have we seen a decline. In, uh, in, in people uh, signing up for the military who are eager to serve, excited to serve, are there more women serving than men? I mean, there seems to be a real hatred buzz for our military on behalf of this, quote, government, what I refer to affectionately as a regime. So what is really going on?
1: Well, it started uh, actually, Monica. It started back in the 1990s during the Clinton administration, um, and I noticed it when I was the military aide for President Clinton and carried the nuclear football and lived in the White House for a couple of years. Um, it started then, where the progressives in this country uh, began to realize that the military establishment was would, makes a good target for progressive uh, policies. Uh, if you, back in those days, it was gays in the military. And, and uh, it, uh, so Clinton kind of kicked it off and progressives ever since then. Barack Obama uh, was uh, the best example to date. Uh, somebody who used the military for purely political purposes, and I'll get into that in a second. But you know, but now we have Joe Biden doing the exact same thing. And sure. progressives, progressives uh, look at the military as a as a social petri dish because they know the military can't fight back politically. Monica, they have to, we right. have to, you know, assume the orders and, and salute smartly and do our job. So. It's, that's where we are right now and, and progressives are taking a, a huge toll on our military capability and, 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 and we are having recruiting problems because of that sure. very same issue.
0: I would think so. So forgive me. I assume everyone knows who you are. Uh, because I talk about you constantly and most of my Twitter people follow you as well. So I consider you family, but yes, for those of you who did not catch our first time together, which was a rodeo and hilariously fun, uh, which is why you're back. And then we're going to talk about what we're doing in June. Cause that's going to be super exciting. Uh, for my favorite gentlemen getting together and I get to actually host this and produce it. I'm very excited. However, uh, yes, Mr. Buzz Patterson uh wow uh, and and there they are see see it's always something i love it you know it's
1: my dog <laughs> who's now barking you know what we start talking about progressives last time anyway, anytime i mention the clintons
0: it all goes to hell goes down. yeah it yeah. all goes to hell like literally it's, you guys i know you're
1: fine that is our rescue dog sadie who is a sweetheart and anytime anybody violates our ring outside of our house oh yeah
0: I understand. I have to cordon off my Pomeranian who's 10 pounds and full of held spitfire. She's a Marine is who she is uh, upstairs in my bedroom. So because I'm in my studio I, in the lower part of my home. And so I'm like, no, you're not coming in here to snore and bark and all that stuff that you guys no. like to do whenever I'm live. So thank you so much to say. You Sadie. can always
1: count on me, Mom, yes. things up. <laughs>
0: Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna rewind a little bit. I want okay. you. I want you to tell my audience about your military career, uh, briefly. And yes, like you just mentioned, uh, and you are a national treasure, sir. Whether you will admit that or not, you are. Um, and to all of us who appreciate our freedom. Uh, and our sanity, right, and in our constitution. So, thank you for your service. If I have not said that enough, thank you again. Also, like he just said, he did carry the nuclear football for Bill Clinton during his administration for two years lived in the White House with the Clintons. The last time he was on my show told us some very interesting stories about, (laughs) about his time in the White House. So go back and listen to that archive show. It's great. Um, but please, uh, educate, you know, my audience about your, uh, military career and exactly why this is so important to you.
1: Well, I uh, spent 20 years in the Air Force, Monica. Thank you, by the way, and and it was a privilege. Every single day, I wouldn't change a single day of my 20 years. I was a pilot in the Air Force. I um, I saw tours of duty in over 69 countries. Um, my first combat was in Grenada under President Ronald Reagan, and uh, and then I retired. Well, from 90. 19- 96 to 98, I was the nuclear football carrier for President Bill Clinton, lived in the White House for those two years, saw a lot of things. Again, saw the, the beginning of the degradation of the military uh, under Democratic rule. So I wrote mm-hmm. a book called "Dereliction of Duty that talks about how progressives and socialists and Democrats really don't have that connection with the military. They don't understand military culture. They don't understand the capability they're a little bit afraid of it president clinton was personally really risk averse to using the military okay um and uh and and uh, i retired from the air force in 2001 and i've been kind of trying to be an advocate for those folks in uniform that don't have a voice because you can't say anything legally when you're act- actively serving uh, uh right. about politics or have you know state your views without uh being held accountable sure. and uh and now i'm working for an organization called stars uh, which is doing exactly that. We're fighting back. We're a bunch of uh, former uh, military members from across all services who are said, we've had enough of this. It's affecting our guys and girls in uniform, and we're not going to put up with it anymore. Yeah. So that's my latest uh, endeavor.
0: Excellent. Well, I got to tell you, so my father uh, was a World War II veteran, sister, um, Air Force veteran, uh, jet engine mechanic, uh, my nephew, marine. Bless him. Yeah, those, right. Those
1: people kept me; those guys kept me kept, safe. <laughs> kept me you.
0: you in the air, exactly. Uh, yes, and thank you. And then she went on to work for Delta after retiring, and kept them, you know, flying the not so friendly skies with masks. But uh, my nephew was a, or is, because you're never not a marine. Uh, You're never a former service member, I think, in my heart and my head, because my dad was always serving, even past, clearly, World War II, right? He served our family very well and, and faithfully and was a hard worker, loved this country. He was a Democrat. Uh, but he was certainly not afraid of the military, obviously, and uh, held them in high regard. I think he's probably doing backflips in his grave right now, to be honest with you. Um, i got to tell you something, Buzz. People say, like you just said, right, the military is not uh, political. You're not allowed to be political. But what's interesting is that the upper echelon, the brass, pretty much reminds me of our Supreme Court right now. They like to tout that they're not political. That there's nothing politicized about the Supreme Court, which is a bunch of crap. And we know that because of the decisions that we've seen come down lately in the past few years. And so particularly where our elections are concerned, not even hearing cases over, over, over those things. So how do we, how do servicemen and women remedy or reconcile that your brass and all of their decisions? seem to be politically motivated at this point in time. And, and you're someone who's putting on the uniform because you want to simply serve and preserve this nation.
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Monica. What happens actually is, you know, so the people who come you, when, when you enlist or you, you're commissioned as an officer, you know, at the lowest ranks and you work your way up and then you realize that the Pentagon, the Pentagon is a very political creature. Sure. Like any other like any other branch of the government in Washington DC, the, the Pentagon is very politicized and it's gotten much more so. When you you know when we have leaders like our know, Secretary of Defense and, and General Milley being the Joint Chiefs, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Secretary Austin. You know, and so if you're a, a basic one striper in the Air Force, say you're say you're an aircraft mechanic. Right. Uh, at stationed at, um, you know, Travis Air Force Base, California, and you're, you're keeping your airplane safe, then you start realizing as you, as you mature a little bit, that, that, hey, that, you know, we're not always doing the best things in the military's interest. The military, in my estimation, is here to, to, uh, to, def, you know, defend our shores, and also project lethality across the world, or humanity, depending on what the sure. circumstances, like, you know, we're like one of the, most uh, aggressive humanitarian supporters out there, the U.S. military is, right. you know, typhoons and those kind of things. So it, we've become very politicized. Nothing in Washington D.C., you know, is not politicized, and the Pentagon's right across the river, and uh, and it's going to affect the, the young men and women in uniform. It's right. and it's definitely we talked about this earlier, but it's definitely affecting our recruiting. Monica, people are less and less hesitant to want to come in to serve because they understand that it's becoming less and less and less about serving and more and more and more about instituting political uh, ideology.
0: What about with women recruits? Because, Because to be quite honest with you, I mean, this seems like, you know, it's like we're recruiting for a sorority at this point. And and listen, I'm a chick's chick. You know, I clearly, military family, you know, uh, I've been widowed for over 23 years now. I can do a lot of things on my own. But one thing I'm very clear about is that I'm not a dude, nor do I want to be a dude. I don't want to try to act like a dude. I don't want to compete with a dude. Dudes are dudes. And some of us women... Uh, who understand our God given, uh, creation, your created, uh, strengths and weaknesses, both emotional, sure. physical, all of that, have no sure. desire to try to ramrod ourselves into every single position that a man it fulfills. And so our women, uh signing up more. I mean, are trans people running for the recruiting offices now because, you know, that's how that's how the Pentagon would have you look at all of this is it, "Woohoo! Want come on, come all. It's uh we're so diverse and we're inclusive. It isn't this great." And so, I'm curious. Does anyone, you know, the stars have the numbers as to how many trans and females are actually running to
1: the recruiters office? We know that, but by virtue of the fact that the military is changing the minimum standards, right especially especially in terms of physical fitness requirements to get in. Is that across the
0: board? Because I really see a lot of this coming out of the Army.
1: Well, the Army, uh, probably the Army and the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps has been the toughest against fighting against that stuff. Okay. The Army is probably the, the, the most welcoming into that kind of stuff. I got to tell
0: you, no offense, buzz, but I'm kind of surprised that it's not the Air Force.
1: Well, the Air <laughs> Force has, has their issues too. Okay we've, okay. we've got a lot of stuff going on too. Okay. But the see in you know, in my twenty years and in plus, Monica, you, my thing was as in going into combat, I didn't care what your color was, sure. what your sex was, what your you know, I I didn't know I, I don't want to know about your bedroom preferences. You right, know, right. if you if you were gonna be my wingman and protect me, I was gonna be there to protect you. I don't care who you were. So it, my, it cause I knew that. You know, the the most important thing for the U.S. military is to have the highest qualified, capable people we can possibly get, period. We are not an equal opportunity employer, and we should never be. But what's happening, the DOD right now, the Department of Defense, is trying to make the military an equal opportunity employer. We are actually, we now have offices of of, uh, diversity and inclusion, and we're spending way too much time doing that and not enough time teaching people how to fly airplanes and put bombs on targets.
0: That's right. Is this all... And I'm going to quote Frank Gaffney here. Frank says he calls this intellectual violence. And when he said that in a recent interview uh, with with a retired general, I was like, man, that's good. Because it is intellectual violence on a number of levels. I mean, not only with our children, but here in our military. And let's face it, you know, uh, most kids or young adults who are signing up are 18. To me, anyone younger than me is a kid. So I don't mean any disrespect. And I know right. it's still a decision to uh, put your life out on the line and to sacrifice at the age of 18 years old. Uh, but these young people, you know, it does seem to be like an intellectual assault um, of epic proportion, unlike anything I've ever seen. And so it's shocking that it's mo- it's made its way from our education institutions into yeah. our own military.
1: Can I, that's a great point. Can I just add on to that? Yeah, so, please. You know, when the socialists and progressives back in the 60s looked at the way to, to uh, institute their their ideology and 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 take away more and more freedoms from us citizens was to look at the major institutions of of academia uh you know media popular sure. culture the church and then they also realized the military was one of those it and they've gotten the other four can we all agree they've gotten sure. academia you know, uh, media, the church
0: for sure, uh,
1: yeah, culture and church. So, yeah. so now what they're doing is they're working on they're working on the military. And and Frank's right, it is a, an intellectual uh, attack, and it it's also attack on the spirit. Yes, you know, people put their hand up and, and say an oath of allegiance to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America, and then you start pulling that that rug out from underneath them. Once they get in and they're actually on the front lines, right. and then they realize, hey. You know, my oath was to the Constitution, not to diversity and inclusion, quite frankly. Right. Yeah. So you're starting to see more and more of that, which is why the numbers are drawing down. There's been more and more public cases. In fact, uh, Matt Lohmeyer, Lieutenant Colonel Matt Lohmeyer, was the uh, commanding officer out in Colorado Springs. uh, And when he wrote the letter, an open letter saying to to the DOD leadership, saying, hey, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah, he got fired.
0: I was going to say, what was the blowback for that? And then it's he just like, fired, bam, you're gone. That
1: was the that was the that was the impetus for us creating stars. Was oh, Matt Lohmeyer's situation? Yeah, it. and it's and it's happening more and more. There was, I just saw a Lieutenant Colonel Squadron Commander in the Air Force who who refused to take the COVID vaccine right. uh, for, for religious purposes. Uh, he's a very fundamental Christian, and uh, they just fired him. And that just happened. And, just, and the Supreme Court upheld that two days ago, by the way. They see? upheld the Department of Defense uh, firing him. So that's the kind of thing that's happening more and more. And that's the kind of thing, more, more, you know, Monica, that sends that message down to the lower troops that, hey, sure. maybe this isn't worth it anymore.
0: Sure. Well, yeah, whenever I see women twerking in videos that have gone viral, right, they're in their barracks twerking, right? My response to that was to show a video of Israeli females with their weapons ready to kick (laughs) some ass, right? And so, and I hate making the comparison because this is my country and I'm not Israeli, right? And so, but hey, kudos to you chicks for actually, and I realize it's compulsory. And you know what? I don't know how you feel about this, but I wish that our nation was compulsory because I think we would have a lot less of these pansy people who are scared to death, have to have safe spaces and who have no allegiance to freedom. They have no allegiance to this country because they haven't had to have any damn skin in the game.
1: And here's the thing that, you know, about, so for example, the videos of, of the female um, yeah. you know, military members twerking. We're going to get our ass kicked in the next war.
2: Thank if you. We don't
1: change, if we don't change the culture right now in our military, we're going to get our ass kicked. Right. And it's not even going to be pretty. Uh, you know, we, we, we had a horrible uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan. I, I don't, I'm not putting that on the military. I'm putting that on sure. our political leadership, but right. I'm putting it on the military leadership, too. Horrible, yeah. horrible operation. Yeah. Anybody yeah. could have done better than that. Uh, So our military leadership,
0: who I believe is they're like puppets of what I refer to as the fourth branch of government. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's
1: exactly what it is. And, and, you know, you can look at today's Pentagon leadership, Secretary Austin, General Milley, and I know a bunch of the other people below them. And those those are not war fighters. Those are they they are put there to 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 inject. uh, Right. Marxism and socialism into the U S military. They're not, they're not patent. Nobody right. wants to go to war with them. You know, they're just there because they're administrators and they're, and they're doing whatever uh, Joe Biden and uh, Barack yeah. Obama tell them to do. Yeah.
0: This seems like right. an administrative takedown. It does. It, 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 it and I got to ask and I wonder, and I thought about this before we came on today and we're going to get some some uh, people over in the uh, spaces in just a minute. Um, it, it, I wonder is all of this in kind of anticipation for where the military, well, what technology in general seems to be going, which is everything AI, right? I mean, think about yeah. your job, uh, nearly being replaced with drone warfare. Right. I mean, if you if right. you look at the advancements in technology and so I think to myself, wow, what is it that they do right as they begin, you know, another phase of this transition out of uh, God's creation into secular humanism meets artificial intelligence meets the God of technology meets, yeah. you know, yeah. Satan and God are still going at it. You know, uh, yeah. so how I mean, is there any plausibility to that, that this is kind of like a phasing out of the human soldier
1: well, you know, the uniform, I mean, the military has always had uniforms. They've always wanted us to be uniform. But I think you're right. Now we're moving out of the, you know, the soul and the, and the flesh, you know, into uh, technology. And, you know, fortunately, you know, when I, when I was carrying the nuclear football, what we were, we were smart about, and to this day it still exists, the, the whole nuclear capability of the United States of America does not rely on, uh, AI, or, this, this should be very comforting. It's human beings <laughs> that are in the loop. Well, know, until
0: is. you remember who the human being is right now yeah. in front of a green screen in a White House makeshift, uh, studio, I, I don't know. There's always, yeah.
1: there's always that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I know <laughs> that the military aid for Joe Biden right now, there's one with him right now with the football and that guy or girl has got to be on, you know, it's the not the dude dressing a
0: drag. Right. Not the let's dude, hope. not that guy. Okay.
1: Oh, let's not hope well well
0: man, it could be. Days, it, could be. it could be. You it could be. It could be the B D S M dude. Okay. Yeah. Or chick. Whatever. <laughs> Them. They Legion. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, so uh whoever that person is right now yeah. um, has is got his or her neck on a swivel and they're just waiting for Biden to do something stupid. And uh, that's when the middle that's when the human element kicks into how the nuclear process should work. If working. Sure. Thank God it's not we don't let uh, Biden uh, be like Putin with his single finger on the button we have a system where Biden gets to make the decisions but doesn't actually uh, he doesn't yeah. do anything.
0: I got to yeah. ask you something along those lines while I have you here held hostage and then we're going to go to some people uh, some some open mics in the, uh, in the space um, do you think it's just a matter of time before Putin looks around and goes okay enough of this. Like aid is one thing, right? But you guys are now officially engaged. Are you surprised he hasn't escalated? Or do you think that is something that we should be in constant prayer about?
1: We should definitely be in constant prayer about it. And we should be prepared on the battlefield for it. If if it, when it comes to that, I think uh, I, I have a differing opinion of what's going on than okay. a lot of pundits. I think Putin's going to get into Ukraine. He's there. I think he's going to drag this thing out for a long time and use it as leverage. And um, yeah, I, I don't know that he really, you know, he I think, A, he wants to capture the entire country of Ukraine. Sure. But if he can't do that, if he can't topple Kiev, then I think he's just going to prolong this thing and and have these kind of things where he'll have he'll have a week of very aggressive activity and then he'll pull back for a while and he'll do it again. Right. And he's because he's going to he's going to keep playing with NATO and the US uh, most specifically. Yeah. So we'll see. What do you but, think? Our, uh, what do
0: you think our enemies think of us? our adversaries? I'll say that. Right. What do you think our adversaries think of our military right now?
1: Uh, they they probably really respect the men and women and the capability. Me, but they also let uh, our president uh, being interrupted and turned around by an Easter bunny right. on the South Lawn on the, on the Easter egg roll. And they got to be saying, that guy's an idiot. And, uh, you know, we. Well, thank so. you for
0: making the distinction between our men and women in uniform <laughs> and the village idiot. I'm really, yeah. And can I tell you something? I have been sure. raised to honor the office of really any authority. But, 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 but that went out the window whenever it came to the Obama administration. And I saw the divisiveness, which is really what this whole, uh, this whole effort seems to be about right now is, is division and, and conquering from within the military and demoralization. And, um, and and I, that's when I just kind of separated, I ejected from that long held, Uh, belief and upbringing on behalf of my father and others that you respect the office no matter what. And, um, you know, being a pundit, it is very easy to get over into mocking and all that fun stuff. But, you know, I made a commitment, uh, when, uh, Biden was selected that I was not going to make fun of him. I, I honestly, as someone who has family members who have struggled with a mental decline, uh, you know, I, I've been sensitive to that. However, Um, I kind of feel like, okay, the only thing worse than him at this point would be Kamala. Um, and honestly, I think about the men and women buzz who contact me regularly after Afghanistan, particularly, I cannot tell you how many guns were to people's heads. Yes. I'm telling, and I know, you know, uh, but the emails I got were unbelievable where people were like, what the hell did I just do for the past 20 years of my life? And what What, who, who am I now? What, who was I fighting for? Right. And so things of that nature just make me angry. And I kind of look at it and go, yeah, no, I'm not going to agree with a lie. I'm, I'm called to respect an office of someone who, um, who actually uh, was elected. Uh, through due process and honorably to that particular position. But at this point, you know, we're in just complete uh, erosion mode, I think, right now in in our country. All right, I'm going to go to some folks over in the Twitter space. And uh, someone with their hand up is Dan. Dan, welcome to the Monica Matthews Show. What is your question, comment, or concern for Buzz Patterson?
3: Well, just a a comment on one thing is I'm a disabled uh, Air Force veteran, um, and uh, I have hope because i I spend time and i and I basically evangelize to people where I can, sure, and I was in line at a grocery store and a young man that was checking me out that was like mid year last year, and he saw my hat disabled veteran, and he he had mentioned that he was going into the air Force and so I just offered him some advice, you know some advice and about encouragement. Who's going going to go through basic training and all of that stuff? But he was really excited, so that was good. And then on April fourteenth, it's my mom's birthday. We went out to eat, and um, there's a gentleman uh, who who came in and had an Air Force um, special operations. Um, shirt on and Uh so I got up and I went over and I just introduced myself and he said he was on his way in, but he he wasn't in yet and I just offered him some encouragement as well. So I just, I have hope. Do you have have.
0: hope for people who are still encouraged about uh, defending the nation, defending the Constitution? I want to be very clear about that because we have to be clear about that at this point. It's yeah. not defending political parties or one presidency over another uh, or one ideology over another. There's one ideology whenever it comes to running and governing this nation, and that is the written work and body uh, breathing apparatus that's actually fixed, which is the, in my humble opinion, the Constitution of the United States of America. So you're telling me that there are young men that you're running into who are actually still very excited about doing that.
3: Yeah, and I believe just like in the church that it's important to have the seeds of the youth to re, you know carry the torch the way it should be and sure. the constitution was written on a judeo-christian basis and what we have now running the government I don't think is based on judeo-christian
0: Right. Yeah. So. I would, I would, I think most of us would agree with that. Uh, Buzz, do you agree with that? Dan, thanks for your call. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you for being here today and thank you for your service.
1: Yeah. Thanks for your service, Dan and, uh, go air force. And, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, um, yeah, I, th- I'm, I'm excited by the people who are coming in the military okay. by and large. I mean, I think it's the next greatest generation and we just got to give them the leadership that they deserve and right. we we're not giving it to them. Right. Uh, quite frankly, we're just not. And, uh, And again, you know, that's what the the organization of stars is all about is trying to get the word out and then trying to support um, some of these men and women in uniform who are having issues with with the political ideology being thrust upon them.
0: I got to tell you, whoever created your website was genius, because whenever I went when I went to the website, I was like, wait a minute. Why is buzz involved? Like the way that it's worded is slightly provocative and it, and it encourages you to dig a little further and to stick around, right? And to listen. And I love it because it is a racist agenda. It is racist to pit uh one demographic of people against another demographic or to classify people based on their sexuality uh it is positively racist it is uh it it is ridiculous and it's really grievous that it's happening in our military but i was very impressed with your website you guys are going to have to go check that out all right let me go over to miss gabs
2: hey monica um Uh, Mr. Patterson, I don't know what I call you, Colonel, General. You can call me, please call me
1: Buzz. Buzz, yes, sir. Buzz.
2: My
0: name is Dick. Uh, What's your name? Where did that Um, Yes, I'm sorry. Okay, you're good. I was like. plumber. We got the dog, the plumber. Welcome to the Monica Matthews Show where anything
1: goes.
3: Uh, (laughs)
1: It's a slice of Americana. It really is. Yes. So this is
0: my,
2: this is my my question uh uh buzz so okay i don't know if you know who i am but my name is gabrielle clark and i filed the first federal lawsuit against indoctrination in the country my son was being discriminated against in his school and we're fighting back now i and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it clean monica just so you know <laughs> but i'm gonna go off so
0: here she goes
2: <laughs> I am, I am 100% American, okay? Both my grandfathers, my uncles, my cousins, all military. I was even going to go into the Marines and I decided to have a family instead. Now, at this point in my life, I'm trying to understand how is it or why is it that so many Americans just like me are afraid to be a braver American and just say no. Because, see, I, I'm I'm watching this stuff in, infiltrate into, uh, into all of our systems. And we've been captured in so many ways. And so how is it and why is it that I can outlawyer the lawyers and I can out-warrior the soldiers? Because I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to say no. Where is everybody? Where are our military men and women that say that we're ready to go and fight and die for their country? But they're too afraid to say no to a damn promax. I mean, how is that possible? Where do we get to this society where we are politely letting them roll over us and with the car and then put it in reverse and back over us with it? I mean, this is the kind of thing that I don't understand how the military got captured. But since it has, how or when... How and when are we going to recapture our society? Because there is absolutely no reason why I, as a very, very poor person who's got a plumber in the house right now, because I don't have plumbing, and my doors and windows are open because I don't have an air conditioner. But all of these people who have the means, who have the possibility of making a difference, will not stand up because they want to be
0: polite.
1: Good question. All right, Buzz. Yeah, well, you know, in the military, um, I think STARS, this organization exists because we are all uh, either retired or former military officers, because, and we can speak our mind without being held uh, legally responsible. So in the military, there is a document called the UCMJ, Uniform Code of Military Justice. And if you are a active duty member in the military, regardless of rank or service, uh, and you speak out um, uh, critically uh, toward the, your, your chain of command in the military or the c- civilian chain of command leadership, then you are legally um, uh, able to be tried and, and uh, eventually expelled from the military. So in the military, you've got very little voice, unfortunately, And uh, until you get out. And then when you get out, you can be very vocal, like myself and a lot of uh, other military guys and girls I know. And now, so we, we have to, we have to speak for them Gabs. We have to be the voice for them because they can't do it for themselves. And, Mm -hmm. and that's why we exist.
0: Yeah. Uh, Where can people go to find out more? For those of you who are in the spaces, you are welcome to come up and ask a question now, Uh, comments, concerns, great gratitude. This is, you know, there's nothing like, and, and I cannot overstress, I cannot overstate this, Um, I think it is very important to maintain a healthy balance, which I think as as a civilian um, and as someone who comes from a military uh, family, uh, it's been slightly challenging for me because I have held my military in in great regard uh, almost to the point of, if I'm being completely transparent and honest, almost to the point of idolatry. And so it's been a real eye-opener for me to understand that every institution in this country is built uh, by the hands of men. And unless that foundation remains on a solid foundation in Christ, which I do believe a military is a Christian uh, principle, being able to defend your borders. Many people don't they They subscribe to the Turn the other Cheek doctrine, and I'm like, "Well, okay, when Sharia shows up on your doorstep, let's talk about turning the other cheek in the meantime, I'm going with God and my Bible and my guns. I'm good so uh so it's been challenging for me um as you know as we've waded through this cesspool of craziness for the past couple of years with this you know between the election crisis or selection, and here we are, right. And so, but I do think it's important not to throw the baby out with the bathwater as certain institutions are being weighed in the balance and they're being found, uh, wanting. Okay, I think it is important for people to still um, stress, you know, thank you for your service, you know, and have a heart of gratitude, maybe change some of that American pride over into American gratitude, where that's something that can be blessed. And I don't say that as some holy roller, because you know, that's not who I am. Uh, but I say that as a prag- pragmatic woman, who's like, you know what, I am grateful for the fact that you had to live with Hillary for two years.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't about, know what kind of medals you got for that, but it they're not enough of them. <laughs> I got PTSD from that. That's all I got.
0: <laughs> Undoubtedly. Okay. Yeah. I've got, all right, let's, let's switch gears. Okay. Now you've gotten yourself involved in something called an NFT. Is that right? right. Okay. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to shill for that NFT. I've been in a couple of spaces recently with these guys. Uh, I think, um, Bearded Vet Coffee is also now, you know, someone who is going, you're going to hear more from about this particular NFT. But what can you tell us about what you are now involved with, with regard to uh, blockchain technology?
1: Yes. So I'm working with a great firm that is revolutionizing really the way that uh, crypto technologies and um, platforms that are uncensorable uh, go forward in the future. And they're doing it based on um, supporting all of the um, the America First initiatives in this country and candidates in this country. It's Restore Truth Token is the organization at RTT. And, uh, and they're a great group of guys. And uh, for, as a matter of fact, uh, tomorrow we're going to be tailgating. I th- Monica, are you going to be at the tailgate tomorrow after uh, before Trump's uh, Ohio rally? I'm not
0: sure yet. Uh, I have I, I have to prepare and dress a whole thirty five pound lamb, so I might be a little busy. <laughs> but, okay, well, if okay, you're okay but not what's that there, about? Okay, I,
1: I will be there, and, okay. I'll, and I'll fit in your stead and, and probably probably tell jokes about you. Uh, <laughs> the entire time. But uh, yeah, so it's a great great organization, Monica, as you know, um, uh, and they're really re- kind of revolutionizing how we're how we're doing uh, crypto in this country, and also how we're going to. You know, take the, something from that environment and use it to help America first. OK. And uh, so it's great to be a spokesperson for them. Uh, and also it's great to be, uh, you know, just a member of the team because they're a super group of guys and girls.
0: Okay, excellent. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about what we've got going on. I And I don't have like all of the where people can live stream and buy tickets and all of those details just yet. But Buzz and I tend to be on Twitter around the same time. And he is on the left coast. Why you're still over there, I have no idea. Other than you (laughs) must really love it. Because I'm kind of hoping that your entire state either falls off into the ocean, and I hope you're out of there and and your lovely wife when it does, and all of your family, or it secedes. Like, I'm just, with this new bill coming out of your legislature with regard to children and uh, life after 28 days and a a woman's ability to just allow their child to die without any repercussions, it's Maddening where I just, no kidding. Like I'm going off on a soapbox right now, but seriously, I look at your state and I go, what happened? You know, you guys weren't always this crazy.
1: It used to be a great place to live. Yes. It still is a great place to live, live in many aspects. I mean, we, but we are thinking about moving. We are oh. we are reconsidering that. We've got to get our last uh, child through high school okay. and yep. on into college, and then we're thinking about heading back east. But you know, California is a, be- a beautiful state. I mean, it yesterday, is. Yesterday, the weather was gorgeous. My wife and I went out for a hike, and I you know and I just I think I even tweeted this later on that California is so pretty, and every day Democrats do something to f it up. And, oh yeah. You know, yeah, and like just yeah. like this new bill, I mean, every it's just like we are committing suicide out here, uh, yeah. very expediently, By the way, we you know we're just not we're every, everything we do pretty much consistently is wrong, and it's because we have the de- Democratic supermajority out here in the legislature, and we have you know Gavin Newsom is another idiot. We have what in our state, or right. not really running it, but he thinks he is. Sure, um, and so yeah, it's just you know, and I've been out here fighting. I ran for Congress a couple of years ago trying mm-hmm. to. To you know, to do the right thing and, and uh, put a little military leadership and an adult back in the room, right? Uh, you know, and um, please tell we'll me see. you agree
0: with me that it is absolutely it is an abject lie that Republicans don't live in California and that they don't show up to vote. Because I don't believe that. I I believe the entire election grid is compromised. And, I, you know, whenever Larry Elder basically conceded, and he conceded with this notion of, well, they won. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just one of those people. I would have been great in Patton's military. I'm just going to tell you because I, I'm just like, no, 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 no. Either we won or we lost, but none of this, uh, you know, or you stole it. So let's just, which one is it? Right. But I'm of the belief that Californians and you do have Republicans out there because I've been on the air out there and I hear from you guys and I do believe they show up to vote. So do you have the same issues going on in California with your election grid that we do around the rest of the country?
1: Yeah. You know, it's, I think Georgia is kind of on a par with California and we've got (sighs) so many things that are wrong, you know, out here and, uh, you know, we have some election integrity uh initiatives going on out here you know, just you know, as you talked about you know, I don't concede in fact I lost my election I was I had more votes as as a republican candidate in that district congressionally than ever the most in history and I I have still not I have still not conceded to the my opponent right. 18 18 months later I'm not going to run again uh, okay. But I just, you know, I'm not sure that we know what the actual count was. And I'm not right. sure that we actually know that the Dominion machines work. And so I'm a part of a lawsuit actually out here okay. uh, where we're suing the state and we're suing the secretary of state and we're suing uh, specific counties in California to say, hey, show us how Dominion machines work. Show us how that, you know, that that line of security goes. Sure. They plug into the Internet. That kind of stuff. So you know, which the Democrats already told us and
0: testified before Congress that they absolutely have internet access. Yes, I mean, they do. Yeah, you we know. have.
1: Yeah, you know, like you know, and they they and they pass around the little flash drives. Right. So you know, so it's you know, it's I, I don't know that we'll ever have another safe election, right. uh, another secure election right. in this country, um, unfortunately. And I think that's what democracy depends on, and what a republic certainly depends on. And we are a republic. Sure. Uh, and, Constitutional republic. So, um, you know, we're doing all we can. There are a lot of Republicans out here. There are a lot of great conservatives out here. I mean, I live in a in a very not a very but a conservative pocket in California, in Southern California. And there are some up, believe it or not, there are some in Northern California as well.
0: Oh yeah,
1: Orange County is largely conservative, right? Um, You wouldn't know that by looking at the congressional um, representatives from there. Mm -hmm. uh, But it used to be solid red, and now it's I think it's very purple. Right. But it's still got a lot of concern a lot of great conservatives, and and uh, I go down there all the time for events because there's a lot of conservatives that want to hear the truth, and uh, in Orange County yeah. and elsewhere That's in good. California. So we got a pretty solid. You know, if you take out San Francisco and L.A., Monica, <laughs> this is this is a red state. <laughs> Just the line.
0: I love it. Yeah. If you take away the people defecating on the streets and, you know, <laughs> living in tents, you know, ad nauseum, it's just well, on my on mass. It's nuts. Okay. So we tend to be on Twitter at the same time. And one night you guys may have seen where I like got in the bed with my little foot patches and, you know, and Buzz is like, okay what is a foot patch? Like, what's going on? And all of this is happening in real time, uh, you know, in public. And I'm just having a hoot with it because it's hilarious to me. I've never put a foot patch on my feet, but it's for detoxing, apparently. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So it is like, and it comes from China. So there's really no telling what I was putting into my feet, right? So, uh, but you were questioning, and, then, and long story short, it turns into this, hey, next time we get together, like, you're either bringing the bourbon or the wine or something, Let you know, I'm, I'm all about the first miracle. Love it. Thank you, Lord. And it wasn't <laughs> grape juice. Okay. And I love bourbon. And so that, and I love Stogie's. I'm that chick. And so I said, I would love to do a round table with Chad Prather, with you, with Colonel Rob Manus, and with, um, Larry Taunton. And, um, I've been trying to get, I've been trying to get something like that together forever. Literally you guys. These dudes are better than chicks whenever it comes to knocking something out because I put together a group text and within 24 hours, we had a date scheduled for our event. So thank you for that. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a blast. It's going yes. to be hijinks and shenanigans and, and some, <laughs> we're going to solve all the world's problems too. Yes, so,
0: uh, and yours truly. Thank you for letting me be the token chick and I cannot wait to record this and stream it and produce it all that stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, and my here is my heart behind this, Buzz. You four gentlemen to me represent uh, manhood. And a manhood that we are missing in this country. And I'm very concerned. I'm not fearful. I'm almost nauseated about the lack of discipleship from one generation of men to another. Right. And so you all represent uh, faith and family and freedom. In such a way that I feel like is honorable, and I really look forward to you guys having candid conversations that we can capture, and uh, people can, you know, be a part of that conversation as well. Uh, I think it's important for people to know that it's okay and it's necessary to be a man.
1: I think that. It's I really appreciate those words because I think that we we are rapidly losing that in this in our society. Sure. Not, you know, not not even not just the United States, but the Western world uh, right. in general. And um, I think it's time for us. I'm trying to teach my boys, my sons, how to how to do, you know, do that. But I don't know that there's a lot of that going on. You know, and right. I mean, the church is a great place to to get that. And there are some great there are some great men's groups and there are some great men's retreats and i highly encourage those and uh it's just a chance for men to get around and and talk about being men you know and right. not without the the world you know telling you how to be a man that's right which is that's where that's where we've evolved to it's unfortunate and uh but i think it's going to be not only a, a great time to to share ideas and talk and get to know each other better but uh, i i have a feeling after a couple bourbons it's going to be wide <laughs> open too so um. the
0: whole thing's going to devolve into like <laughs> live stream hell it's going to be awesome <laughs>
1: We're going to be right there to capture it. It'll probably break the internet. (laughs) It'll be uh, Chad.
0: Chad Prather is going to start the whole downward spiral into like, hell, it'll be great. (laughs) You're right. It will break the internet. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. And you know, someone said to me, well, you know, you know, yeah, but you're you're a chick and you're going to be there. I was like, yeah, but see these guys normally, you know, I can hear one of those narrators from like Wild Kingdom or either the Discovery Channel talking about you guys being in your natural habitat. And here comes the gazelle, right? And it is so, and it normally it's true when women are inserted into an environment, it does change the normal progression of a conversation. It just does. And how you guys behave, it's just the human,
1: you know, beings one-on-one. Well, we'll we'll be on our best behavior, (laughs) at least for a while.
0: I was going to say, well, that won't be any fun. (laughs) So I just, and I know you guys are respectful that's fine, but we are, absolutely going to throw down so you guys are not going to want to miss that details are forthcoming about where you'll be able to stream and buy tickets and all of that and gab's already said she's going to be the first person in line uh and uh yeah so thank you for being willing i know you're making a trek across the country to come and film with us so i'm very
1: honored to have you sir well, thank you very much. And you're I'm welcome. looking forward to being there and it'll have, it will have a great time. I've also got family in Atlanta, so I get to swing through Atlanta and excellent and, and spend a couple of days with them as well. So it'll okay.
0: be fun. I love it. All right. Well, you know, I love you and I'm so grateful for you and your service and thank your lovely wife for sharing with us today. And uh, yeah, God bless you. And you're welcome back anytime.
1: Thanks, Monica. And again, and, uh, yeah, you know, if you want something screwed up, give me a call. We'll get on the air and mess <laughs> things up. we <We'll> have <laughs> We've had the dog, the dog. And had the cow- yeah, the dog and the power. And I hey. don't know if you noticed it, but my You're my in- yard guy was walking around the entire time <laughs> too. And I'm going, oh man. <laughs> He's gonna ring the doorbell and you know ask for something.
0: I had a guy, I had a gentleman on who's a friend of mine a few weeks ago with America First Legal, right? And I, I love the work Stephen Miller's doing. It cannot be overstated, and uh, that whole organization, love, love, love them. Go support them. Uh, Talk about Lawfare; those guys are in it up to their necks. And so, uh, John Sedrosky, he's a friend of mine, and he was on, and he's you know got this library background, and and everything's very serious. And we're talking about Lawfare, and all of a sudden. I'm like, what the hell is like a 747 landing in your di- in your <laughs> dining room right now? And he goes, it's the landscapers. I'm really sorry. And we were live. I'm like, whatever. It, yeah, you know, COVID, yeah. thankfully, kind of desensitized most of us to having to be like completely sanitized. Uh, yeah. So
1: you're you're the, you're you're the consummate professional. So the fact that you can roll with it, it's a lot of fun.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that greatly. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We'll catch up okay, with you we'll soon. See okay. See you. Okay. See you soon. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Okay, guys, so that wraps that up with uh, Buzz Patterson. Oh, oh, good. I have, uh, we're still on, though. We're still on live, and we're still on live on YouTube. Uh, Welcome. Have you guys been over here chatting? Yes, you have, and uh, oh, I love it. Hold on a second. Okay, there's one of my comments. They have the right calling. Exactly. Exactly. That is so true. Thank you, uh, Bean. Love it. Uh, Okay. Yeah, we are still live on Spaces and we're also still live streaming. So thank you all very much for being here uh, with us. Chris Wallace quit and Stephen Colbert canceled his show. Absolutely winning. Love it, Chris Wallace. What a complete media disaster. Um, So people like Buzz. Patterson, give me hope. If you knew how decorated that man is, um, those are things to me that are honorable. And not everyone who's decorated is honorable. Sorry, I'm just going to throw that out there. But they're not. And you talk about politics, man, as you start to get up into the upper crust of of the military, it is the military industrial complex. Uh, it does become a political bastion of hell. Um, and so I, you know, and, and sure, a, as a mother, as now a new grandmother, um, it, you know, I look at that and I think to myself, wow, our young men and women sign up for things that men who've never even been on a battlefield will make decisions about. And send these young adults off to wars that, in my humble opinion, are not ours to fight many times. And if it was all a humanitarian effort, then we would, you know, we'd spend more time in Darfur or other African countries. And we do to an extent, you know, but what is there to gain from that? And so it is, uh, again, I refuse to allow crappy people in any industrial complex to wreck my respect for and my gratitude for um, things like our military. But I'm also very sober about the politicization of it uh, and about the demoralization and to what end. And I really do believe that that is part of the trajectory of the military-industrial complex because it has partnered with Silicon Valley, it has partnered with your, you know, aka your social media platforms. Um, it, it, it is, it is a labyrinth. It is a web of, uh, it's a network. It is a syndicate. I want you to get a very real, uh, you know, vision of what all of that is, and I've, and I think a lot of us have. It's been a really bitter pill to swallow for some of us. It's been jagged. been a jagged big pill not even a jagged little pill Um, again because I think many of us have kind of awakened to especially if you're a Christian you've awakened to all of these little idols that we have as American citizens that we think are going to um, keep us and they haven't and nor can they I'm just a firm believer that um unless the Lord builds the house you build in vain. That's just me. And if you're not a Christian and you don't believe that, that's fine. I'm not offended by that. But, you know, in on, in one side of our mouth, we say we are Judeo-Christian country. The other side is like, well, it's separation of church and state, which is not what that meant at all. And anyone with half of a brain capacity understands that that's not. It was meant to keep the government out of the church. But what's interesting about the church is that as soon as the government said, hey, We'll give you a kickback if you just take this 501c3 uh, handout. It's initiative, right? And according to our own IRS tax code, the church is not taxable. So here we are. The church said amen, and now we have children who are susceptible to very evil people in high-ranking positions um, in our military and beyond, who would attempt to further indoctrinate them. There are over 700. Matter of fact, I'm going to bring something up. Hold on a second. Uh, There are over 700 servicemen and women who have been released due to uh, not taking the uh, COVID vaccine, by the way. And I'm almost positive that number has got to be more. Uh, How many of you no longer trust any data really coming out of anything? Um, Okay, check this out. So hold on a second. Department of Defense, how many people do we have there? Do you see that number of people who reportedly as of 2018 identified as trans? You know, Buzz stopped short of saying that he comes from the generation of don't ask, don't tell. And some people find that just morbidly awful that 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 would be, you know, your take on someone's sexuality. But I got to tell you something. Um I don't really care about your sexuality as long as you're not trying to pin me down to a bed uh, if I'm in a foxhole with you. I could give two dams less about any of that as long as you know what you're doing and we're, we, are of, we're, we have our orders and we are of one mindset and heart and accord. Let's get it done. I, I don't need to be concerned with or make special concessions for, uh, you know, your religious beliefs, your garb. I know that really upsets some of you, too. I'm sorry. I've gone to battle with people offline over this. And it's not because I'm insensitive to other cultures. It's because, you know, call me crazy. But if you're out on a battlefield and something about you stands out, and I've never been to war, I spent enough of my life in war, in my own life, right? But I would imagine being on a battlefield, you know, it's probably better to blend in. So, you know, you, it it just things to me that are like, no, we're not here to champion one person's faith or sexuality over another. We are here for the cause of the constitution of the United States of America. It is that simple. It's just that simple. All right. I think Candace decided she didn't have anything to add to the conversation. So, uh, without further ado, this is my Holy Friday, as I've stated, because I'm an Orthodox Christian. Um, and yes, we do actually honor our military as Orthodox Christians. Some of you don't know what an Orthodox Christian is. And instead of taking up any more time of my show to explain it to you, I would encourage you to go look that up for yourself. And while you're online, do yourself a favor and buy your mother or girlfriend or sister or daughter, mother-in-law, some of you can't stand your mom-in-laws. This would be a great gift to buy for any woman for Mother's Day. It would be a house robe, slippers, something for her pet. <laughs> and when you do, go to MyPillow.com and use my code, which is uh, Monica. That would be amazing. Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A, as well as do me another favor and head over to my website to protect your assets. Again, I I can't. I cannot stress this enough, okay? I started the show out by saying, and I was so excited about it, that I did a horrible job of introducing my guests because because we are friends. And I know most of you follow Buzz as well, uh, whether you're listening via podcast or you're watching live stream or you're live in the space right now. You're very familiar with them, and we're familiar with each other, so I apologize for that. But um, I started the show by asking a very pro- uh, provocative question. Because I'm curious and no one's asked it. You have a multitude of food manufacturers right now that have gone up in smoke. Does that seem odd to you? I mean, it's odd to me. And so the question I asked was, is someone incentivizing them? I mean, is someone extorting them? Is someone blackmailing them? You know, whenever you look at the trajectory of the supply chains, our governor in Georgia just declared a state of emergency yesterday with regard to uh, the supply chain issues we're having here in trucking and suspended, uh, you know, some of the regulations regarding truckers, weight limits, loads, and and things of that nature. I want to say the time constraints were also lifted or the penalties thereof on truckers, which is kind of concerning if you think about it. A, a, a man or a woman on the road for, you know, past a certain number of hours is not exactly safe for anyone on the road. Um, but but he declared a state of emergency, and some of you are still not believing that we are headed into um, Biden's manufactured inflation, not to be confused with Putin's scapegoating of manufactured inflation. So tell me it's not remotely possible that someone from the fourth branch of government um finds it expedient to move and kind of herd this whole new world order transition uh into place that Biden himself used that term. I'm not quoting Alex Jones. And I'm not really of that mindset by nature. So I'm like, hmm, I'm more of a biblical mindset. But if we're going to call it a new world order, okay, fine. <laughs> so you call it a spirit of antichrist, which has been here since Jesus, which is why none of this really surprises me. But whenever you see it fleshing out in daily application, that's when you have to ask yourself, okay, hold on, what's really going on here? And what are the supply trading issues really going to be in the coming days? which is why people have been tweeting forever, get out of the cities. Can you imagine people in the city of Atlanta? I mean, it's already hell in Los Angeles. I've been through one of those rodeos out there where people couldn't find liquor. Holy crap, you'd have thought it was like, that was it, end of the world, it's all over. And people were running into the store just walking out with liquor. And they had like one little mall cop standing there like, well, somebody, you know, pour me a drink. It was unbelievable, and I thought, man, I'd never want to be out here in the middle of like a real food crisis. Well, imagine that in the city of Atlanta or in New York or, you know, any metropolitan area with food shortages. So they're real. There are things that you're being distracted from paying attention to that I just go, hold on a minute. How do that many plants go up in smoke and why? It's just odd. It's just odd to me. Something to pay attention to. Uh so Goldco. MonicaMatthews.com backslash gold Co. because when these things continue to happen, people freak out, markets fluctuate, your money fluctuates, your retirement fluctuates, your entire portfolio fluctuates. And in my humble opinion, you can't really afford the fluctuation. You're already in an inflation period, completely manufactured. So everything's politicized, including the stock market. You know that. Everything's based on emotion. You know that too. So I, I am encouraging my audience to please consider moving your assets into a much safer, in my humble opinion, um, asset collection in the way of precious metals. And I've been hashtagging silver for over a year before I ever partnered with these guys. So uh, MonicaMatthews.com backslash gold co check that out okay guys this is my holy friday and uh i'm going to spend some time in my space after i get off of the air thank you all for uh watching on uh i know right <laughs> piers morgan is next well we can only hope i mean we live gosh you guys i mean it is my it is my good friday Right. And I have to tell y'all something. I am so glad that whenever God recently, by virtue of circumstances, because that's usually how this works, he encouraged me through circumstances to repent for some things and from some things in my life that were not leading me down a prosperous road that were not leading me into a glorious road on behalf of him and his name and his kingdom and they could have been extremely detrimental and I had a choice like we all do right to with my mouth profess the kingdom and but in my heart in my head in my lifestyle uh, living something slightly different. And no, don't even sit over there and try to guess what it was because y'all ain't gonna figure it out and this is not my confessional so I'm not gonna sit here and tell you. <laughs> but I'm telling you because if God calls us as a nation to repent, which I believe he is, which is mean turn it means to turn and to stand for righteousness is to turn from our wicked ways and to stand for righteousness, to submit to God and His righteousness, to seek Him in His righteousness, submit to Him first, and then resist. Resist can't just be a hashtag campaign. But it is for many of us. But we've got it out of order. And as a woman who really appreciates authority, hierarchy, and order, I cannot stress to you all enough, if God is calling you to repent for something in your life, please do so because while you're really angry and you want to see a change in the country, if it doesn't start in your own mirror, it doesn't matter. We build this country in vain and we do need to rebuild this foundation of this country in my humble opinion, because no civilization has survived the level of reprobation that we're walking into. And for those of you who are um, holding the line, thank you. Thank you, Gabs. Thank you, others. Thank you to those of you who have the courage to speak truth to your kids and to your grandkids. Thank you to those of you who have the courage to speak truth and love to your relatives, to your neighbors, to your coworkers. Right? Sadly, we can no longer go to work without someone trying to evangelize or indoctrinate About our skin color, our sexual preferences, our religious beliefs, our political allegiances, alignments. You know, I can't even imagine what it's like to work in a corporate environment. I feel really bad for some of you guys. Like, if you're not flying a Ukrainian flag flag right now, some of you are probably like, they're talking about you, you know, in HR. (laughs) I mean, we've just, so I just want to encourage you and thank you all, you know, There are men and women who serve on an actual battlefield with bullets flying and bombs dropping and death and maiming and hell and destruction all around them for the cause of liberty. But some of you are living a life that really does feel like that type of a war zone and it is not lost on me. It's just not. So thank you for holding the line with integrity and with courage. And being the moms and dads and uncles and aunts and brothers and sisters and grandparents and employers and employees who understand what's at stake if this country sinks and for standing for truth. And thank you for supporting people like me and others who do have a microphone and do have a very wide and far and deep reach uh, to continue to speak truth. So thank you for your contributions. Uh, if you're happy, if you'd like to do that, you're welcome to do that at my website. I don't beg, borrow, and steal for contributions. So if it's placed upon your heart to do so, you are welcome to do that. I'm not a 501c3. I'm a woman for profit. So I love capitalism, and I am totally down with uh, with the for-profit model. So you're not going to get a kickback from me <laughs> if you contribute to my work. But what you will get is a commitment to continue working with integrity and with my eyes on the prize. And I'm not going to call you to do something that I myself am not willing to do right there alongside you. So in the meantime, I hope that you all have a very nice weekend. I'm going to chat with my uh, space folks for a little bit. Please follow me, uh, Monica, on your talk on Twitter. Subscribe to my YouTube and Rumble channel as well. Uh, Thank you so much. Oh, also, Facebook, Clear Talk Media now has a Facebook page, excuse me, where you can go and like that as well and follow great news, breaking news and commentary and uh, good stuff like that. Lots of hope there. Okay. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, do like my T-shirt, says, and act like one.